Hi, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. Well, who am I? I am a author, a minister, a motivational speaker, a life coach, and a leader in business for over 20 years. And I am here for your listening pleasure. If you are a first-time visitor, welcome to the show. And if you're a returning visitor, welcome back. I thank you for the support. If you have been keeping up the past couple of episodes, I have been doing the Phenomenal Woman series. Last year, during the month of February, Black History Month, as it is called, I did a Phenomenal Woman series and I had the opportunity to do interviews these incredible women and it was a hit. Got a lot of requests to redo it this year. This year, I did start the series, had four phenomenal women lined up, was able to interview two phenomenal women, was trying to coordinate to interview the final two. But there is a reason why they're phenomenal women. It's because they're doing incredible things in their neighborhood, in their jobs, in their personal lives. But it's been very, very challenging to try to coordinate a time to sit down with these women and record the podcast, even though it's virtual. My schedule, their schedule. So we have gone back and forth, back and forth. I was waiting until I got an opportunity to speak with them before I recorded another episode. But it seems as if we're still challenged to find a time and I wanted to move forward and give you guys a new episode. This episode... It's very important to me. I mean, all the episodes are important to me, but this one bears a special place in my heart because I've been having conversations and I'm always going to talk to you about what's happening with me right now. After Black History Month, what to do after Black History Month. So I've been having conversation with peers and family members and friends wondering, you know, what to do, what to do, what do I do? Black History Month, February is chosen as the month to honor and celebrate the contributions of Blacks because, as you know, it has not been celebrated, has not been recognized. Black history is our history. Black history is American history, but it's long since not been highlighted because there's just so much atrocities, I truly believe. It hasn't been taught in the schools the way it should. And during Black History Month, honestly, it's the only time that you get a lot of information about Black history. But people are asking, what do they do after Black History Month? It doesn't just end. Being Black doesn't end at five o'clock. Being just like being Black doesn't end at the end of February. So if you are Black, you continue to be Black. 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So what do you do after Black History Month ends? Here are three things that I'm going to tell you. If you want to be an ally of Black, if you want to support Black lives, if you want to support Black history, Black culture, you want to know about the Black experience. Education. I'm not talking about a formal education. Education is something someone cannot take away from you, but you have to educate yourself. You have to continue to read articles that talks about the Black experiences, including the atrocities including the things like slavery and lynching and Jim Crow and segregation and all of that. It's not an easy read. I'm going to tell you that. There are times that I'm reading it and my heart breaks for the atrocities that my people are going through. And to this day, we I still see on the news 
my black brothers and sisters being beaten and being blooded and their rights taken away from them. It's not an easy read, but it's an important read. So continue to read. Read anything you can. Read articles. There's a great book by um, Ibram X. Kendi, and it's called How to Be an Anti-Racist. If you have an opportunity to read that book, I encourage you to read that book. But read articles. If books are too much for you, go online, read something. Google is always giving you a whole bunch of information, right? So use Google. You also want to listen. Listen to experts speak. Listen to people who are Black that has lived through the Black experience talk about the Black experience. Listen, not talk. It's a very big thing. Listening versus talking. If you are talking, you cannot hear. And to understand, you need to listen. Don't interrupt. Don't say things like, well... That's not what it was. Your experience is different. Being black is different. Until you have lived it, you can empathize, you can sympathize, but you you can't truly fully understand what it is like to walk into a store and have people follow you around thinking you're trying to steal. You can't truly understand what it's like for people to think you're less than simply because of the color of your skin. So listen, listen to experts, listen to lecturers, listen to black people, listen to documentary. Watch shows and movies. Obviously, there's going to be some creative license on certain things, but the facts are the facts. And most of them are based in truth. Attend workshops. It might seem like a lot, but if you have a Black friend or a Black family member and you're trying to understand, you truly need to educate yourself. So in this pursuit of education, to be better at it, you want to read, listen, watch, do workshop, do whatever you can. Once this pandemic is over, once COVID-19 is over, if you have an opportunity to go to Washington to visit the African-American Museum, it is an experience unlike no other. I don't know what it's going to be like because when I went there, it was packed. I went there in 2019. I don't know what it's going to be like after covid to be perfectly honest, but it's an experience that's worth it. It's an experience that I think everybody should experience. Some Okay, it's an experience that everybody should experience. It's an experience that is very, very worthwhile. So that's the number one thing I think you should do. Educate yourself. And as you educate yourself, educate others. As I learned, I taught my kids I had many conversations with my seven-year-old in regards to what was happening in terms of the racial reckoning that was happening, the March for Black Lives Matters, the riots on Washington, the murder of George Floyd, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, the murder of Breonna Taylor, all these things, because not having this conversation with her, she was being exposed to it on social media 
And she doesn't even go on Twitter, on Facebook or things like that. But I allowed her to play this game called Roblox. And she told me that somebody mentioned something in it about George Floyd. So they're getting information from a plethora of sources. And then forget the teenager. They're, her and her friends had so many conversations. So you want to make sure that they are there with you and that they feel safe. And I ensured that you know, they were safe, that they were able to talk about how they were feeling with everything that was happening and not be judged. So I really created a safe space for them there. Education. It's important. That's the number one. Number two, it's to stand up for others. You cannot see what's happening and not stand up for others. If you are Black, stand up for yourself and stand up for others. If you are non-Black, stand up. So when you see racist behaviors, call it out. When you hear somebody, whether it's a loved one or a peer, you know, telling racist jokes, don't laugh. Call it out. Let them know, hey, that isn't funny. You know, there's stereotypes and biases that everybody has unconscious bias, but there are stereotypes in things that, but if somebody's bias and stereotype is deeply rooted in hatred and racism and they're making these jokes. You shouldn't be laughing, no matter, like at somebody's expense. If the way to feel taller is to make somebody feel smaller, that's not funny. And I realize the culture that we're in that everybody makes fun of everybody, but it's just not okay. So continue to stand up and call out others when they're doing the wrong thing. And the third thing I would say is continue. And what do I mean by continue? It didn't end at the end of February. You have to continue to do the things that you learned in February, carry it through for the rest of the year, bring it all the way back. You don't just shut it off. It's not like, well, it's over now. Let me pack this up and you know put it away till next February. All the learning, all the education, all the talks, the conversations, the things that you had, utilize them, put it to good use. Now, y'all know about my faith. You know that my faith is at the center of everything that I do. And every Sunday, you know, during church or Bible study or prayer, whatever we're doing, my pastor always talks about, and even when I minister, I always talk about, make sure the seed falls on good ground. After you've heard the word of God, you have to go out there, you have to spread it and make it do work. This is what I think about, you know, when you're doing studying and learning about black history, when you're learning about the black experience, all the things that you learn, don't just learn it to learn it, learn it to do something about it, learn it to minimize and terminate your biases, things like that, because we make assumptions about people because we don't know them. So if you learn about it, you'll be able to get rid of those biases. Continue, continue every single day. I said it to someone that every day I try to be better than I was the day before. And they say, that sounds like hard work. And I chuckle because it is hard work, but it is worth it. We should try to be better than the way we were before. We should be thinking about creating a better place than the place that we have now. 
Do we have good things in our lives? Absolutely. But we still have an opportunity as a society to do better. And the Black experience in America, the Black experience all over this world varies. One of the women that I spoke to in the Phenomenal Woman series had traveled all over the world, a couple of different places, and had had the experience as being Black in different countries. But we're right now, we're in America and the Black experience Yes, we'll see the lives of celebrities, but those are rare and far and far in between. The truth is the majority of Black experience a very different lifestyle. And although the celebrity and power doesn't make you exempt, Barack Obama was the president. He faced such racism. Everything was blocked, not because he was a bad person, but because he was black. So we have to understand that the black experience is there. And how do we ensure that the people that we call our friends and our family members who are black have a better experience? And you have to do your part. Ignorance is not bliss. I remember as a child, I used to think ignorance is bliss, but no, it is not bliss. You Owe it to them if you say, I have a black friend. You owe it to them to educate yourself. You owe it to them to stand up. You owe it to them to continue daily to help in the fight towards injustice, to help uh, um, educate others on why it's not okay to make these racist jokes. In a single day, I experience so much racism. I experienced racism in the supermarket. I experienced racism in the stores. I experienced racism at work. And the funny thing is, so I'm very outspoken, but when I stand up for myself, then I'm labeled as aggressive. So I have to learn how to stand up for myself without making other people uncomfortable. Why is it my burden to make others less comfortable? Why is it my burden to make sure they don't feel threatened? When I feel threatened every day, when I feel marginalized, when I feel oppressed, when I feel that I am being overlooked, I am being diminished, but then it becomes my burden to ensure that the other person doesn't see my pain, or my anger. See where I'm going with this? The black experience is a very important experience. If you supervise blacks, you have to understand the things you say. Your tone matters. And how you hold them accountable matters. I'm not saying treat them differently. Hold everybody accountable to the same standards, but the microaggressions and the passive aggressive behaviors and the you are so articulate phrase, it's just not okay. So we got to do better. So do you remember the three things that I talked about? After Black History Month ends, you got to continue because like I said, being Black, 365, 24-7, seven days a week. Educate yourself, read, listen, watch, stand up for others, 
and continue the fight daily. We want a better world. I want a better world. I wish I could say racism would end in my lifetime. I don't believe it. As much as I have faith and as much as I have hope. But this is what I'll say. I do believe that this current generation, both the old and the young, are making strides every single day to tackle racism by standing up, by calling out, and not allowing the things that have happened for over 400 years to happen. So join in in the fight. I'm going to continue fighting. People say fight. There's like, I'm not talking a physical fight. Just join in the fight. Make your voice heard. Black History Month doesn't end at the end of February. That's it. I promised you all it would be a very short one. I thank you guys for listening. I enjoy my fans so much. Thank you always for always engaging, for emailing me, for writing your response via social media. I'm going to encourage you that the podcast is on all podcasting platforms. It is on iHeart, it's on Stitcher, it's on Spotify, it's on TuneIn, it is on Amazon Music, it's on iTunes, it's on Buzzsprout, it's on my website, which is www.positivelysuzanne.com. So please go ahead, listen to the podcast, like the podcast, share the podcast, write a review, um, do all of that, as I remind you all every week. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing off.